Good morning. I'd like to welcome everyone to our service this morning. First song will be number 730. Number 730. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus in the morning, Jesus at the noontime, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus when the sun goes down, love him, I'm gonna love him, love him in the morning, love him at the noontime. Love him, I'm gonna love him, love him when the sun goes down. Serve him, I'm gonna serve him, serve him in the morning, serve him at the noontime. Serve him, I'm gonna serve him, serve him when the sun goes down. Thank him, I'm gonna thank him. Thank him in the morning, thank him at the noontime. Thank him, I'm gonna thank him. Thank him when the sun goes down. Praise him, I'm gonna praise him. Praise him in the morning, praise him at the noontime. Praise Him, I'm gonna praise Him, praise Him when the sun goes down. Good morning. I'd like to welcome everyone to Stroudsville Church of Christ this morning. If you're visiting with us, we want you to know you're honored guests and we invite you to come back and worship with us as often as you can. If you are visiting with us, could you please fill out an attendance card from the pew in front of you, and you can put that in the collection plate as it passes by. We'd love to have a record of your attendance. I'd like to remind everyone of our schedule of services. Our Sunday morning Bible study begins at 9.30, and our Sunday morning worship is at 10.30. Sunday evening worship is at 5 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is Wednesday night at 7. Quick update on a few of our sick. Uh, first, Beverly King is in a Centennial Hospital with a very serious heart condition. Uh, we ask to please uh, say a prayer of healing for her. Also, we just found out that Miss Pat Warren's granddaughter, Monica Chester, is in the hospital on, ventil- on the ventilator with COVID pneumonia. Please keep her in her prayers. Today is Meals on Wheels. Uh, please see Christy Albright if you can help with the meal delivery. There will be Bible Bowl practice today at 4 p.m. The next ladies' Devo will be Tuesday, August 16th at 6.30 at the home of Jenny Brown. Uh, That's 4116 Meadowview Circle, Pleasant View. Remind everyone our gospel meeting's coming up, August 21st through 24th. We will begin with Friends and Family Day on Sunday, August 21st. The guest speaker, speaker will be Brother John Cantrell. He's minister at South Harpeth Church Christ. Let's begin inviting our friends and neighbors and help spread the gospel of Christ. Flyers are in foyer for distribution. Hilldale Church Christ Ladies Day is Saturday, August 27th. See the flyer on the bulletin board for more information. If you don't wish to register online, just sign up on the sheet in the foyer by August 15th. 
Uh, that's tomorrow, so sign up by tomorrow, and those names will, will be forwarded on to Hilldale. Trent Cross and Church Christ end of summer special with Walt Lever will be Wednesday, August 31st at 6.30 p.m. A flyer with more information is in the foyer. Uh, the ladies are invited to a wedding shower for Story and Jose uh, Rosales. Sorry, I probably mispronounced that. On Sunday, uh, September 11th at 2 p.m. in Fellowship Hall. Uh, they are registered at Target.com. The men's retreat will be October 14th through 15th at Kentucky Dam Village. Uh, there's a sign-up sheet in the foyer if you are a guest or interested in attending. Please also let Howard Fraser know by September 11th if you plan to attend so rooms can be reserved. Uh, also, there are some school supplies and teacher supplies uh, left over from our special uh, outreach event yesterday. Those are located in the new foyer. Uh, please help yourself to those. I do have two uh, thank you notes. First one is from Zachary and Charity. It says, thank you for the support, love, and prayers that you have given our family in our time of need. Love, Zachary and Charity. And then uh, last announcement and card I have is from Nathan and Caitlin Wallace. It says, dear church family, thank you for the cards and gifts I received at my baby shower last week. Special thanks to Connie and Haley Foster, Jackie Poole, and Judy and Michelle Shipman for organizing and decorating Everything was absolutely perfect. We are blessed to know that baby Isaiah is already loved by so many. We are lucky to be part of such a caring and supportive church family. Love, Nathan and Caitlin Wallace. That concludes our announcements. We'll now have our Bible reading. The reading this morning will be from Ephesians 4. Verses 1 through 6, Ephesians 4, 1 through 6. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called, in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Song before opening prayer be number 281. 281. I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear the Son of God
Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us. We thank you for all the many blessings of life that you give us. We just ask that you help us to stop today and appreciate the beauty that's around us in your creation and to know that we are blessed and blessed beyond measure, and we just thank you so much. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Stroudsville, this congregation, the work that's being done. We just ask that you continue to bless us, help us to look to you for guidance, and We just ask that you be with our elders as they lead us spiritually, uh, as we continue to grow in in number. And Lord, we just thank you so much again for the work being done. Uh, We thank you for the deacons and the work that they're leading. We just ask that you continue to bless them and their families. Heavenly Father, we know that there are many who are unable to be with us this morning. We ask that uh, you be with those who've made the choice not to be here this morning. Help us to encourage them, uplift them, and let them know that they were missed. Heavenly Father, we know there are many uh, who are sick and unable to be with us, but we uh, specifically want to mention Monica Chester, uh, part of Ms. Pat Warren's family, as she struggles in the hospital. We just ask that you put your healing hands on her and uh, be with the doctors and nurses and and give them the knowledge to uh, give her back her health, if if that's your will. Heavenly Father, we also know Beverly King is struggling with a heart condition and Bill Young is still recovering from his stroke, and we just ask that you be with both of them and give them strength and uh, be with their caregivers and doctors as well. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time of worship, and we thank you for Tom and Meg and the work that they do, and we ask that you be with Tom this morning as he uh, gives us our message, and we ask that you open our hearts and minds to his word, uh, and that you help us to take that and apply it to our lives, but also to share it with those around us. Heavenly Father, we 
are so thankful for your son Jesus, the sacrifice that he made on the cross, and we just thank you so much for that sacrifice and, and the hope that that brings us, and it's in his name that we pray, amen. Prepare minds for the Lord's Supper. We'll sing number 142. We'll sing the first and last verses. 142. Tell me the story of Jesus. to partake of the Lord's Supper, we need to think about Jesus, his death, burial, and resurrection. One thing maybe we don't think about Jesus as much, we do know he's the Son of God, 
But he was also fully man. And he came to this earth and he did suffer. And, and so we need to think about that. And I think that's one purpose of the Lord's Supper. I'm going to read uh, three verses uh, that discuss that purpose. Psalms 22.1 My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Far from my deliverance are the words of my groaning. Philippians 2, 8 and 9. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. Then Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now let us pray. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for thy son who died on the cross for our sins. We want to now think about his body, which which this bread represents, and, and the death that he had on the cross. Please help us to partake in a worthy manner. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Heavenly Father, we also thank Thee for this cup, the fruit of the vine, which represents Thy cleansing blood, which was shed on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. 
Help us to remember this and remember what great uh, privilege we have to, to have our sins washed away in baptism. And, and we so thank thee for, for the giving thy son and, and for the shedding of his blood. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Separate and apart from the Lord's Supper, we also take this opportunity to give as we have prospered. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for the ability to earn money and to support our families and also the opportunity to to give and support thy work. Please help help us to do so in a cheerful manner. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.
you'd like to mark your songbooks, our song after the lesson, imitation song will be number 554. 554. For the lesson, stand and sing number 304. 304. Jesus is all the world to me, my life, my joy, my hope. He is my strength from day to day, without him I would fall. When I am sad to him I go, no other one can cheer me so. When I am sad, he makes me glad, he's my friend. Jesus is all the world to me, my friend and trial sore. I go to him for blessings that he gives him more and more. He sends the sunshine and the rain. He sends the harvest golden grain. Sunshine and rain, harvest of grain. He's my friend. Jesus is all the world to me. I want no better friend. I trust him now, I'll trust him when life's leading day shall end. Beautiful life with such a friend, beautiful life that has no end. Eternal life, eternal joy, he's my friend. Peace to please. Good morning. Good to see each and every one of you here today. I appreciate your presence. We're going to wind up our lesson series today, Who is This Messiah? This is actually Lesson 7, Part 2 of um, the last lesson, where we're going to talk about Jesus. Who is this Messiah? If you've got your songbook, if you would open it up to number 709. We'll sing that in just a moment, number 709, or I don't know if they're going to put that up on the PowerPoint overhead. But... Before we get into the lesson, I wanted to remind each of you about our Friends and Family Day. We have our, our big kickoff this next Sunday morning, and uh, Bible class, and then a potluck. Bring friends. I'd like to fill up the building, put out chairs if we have to. Brother John Cantrell from South Harpeth Congregation will be our speaker for that uh, gospel meeting as well. So just an exciting time, and always good to get together in fellowship. And one thing we do very well at Stroudsville is food. Um, I can attest to that over 20 years, so we just uh, are excited. I want to also thank Adam for, uh, and Tiffany for their organization and leadership in our, in our back-to-school bash. First time we'd ever done that. It was a success. We enjoyed it. I noticed we had a great turnout for volunteers as well. So a good day yesterday as we represent uh, our congregation out to the community. And, and uh, Adam said he noticed people driving by and they'd kind of cream their head and look like, hey, something's going on over there. So that's what we want people to know. Something's going on at Stroudsville. Good things. We're growing. Uh, sweet family here. 
As we've gone through this lesson series, Who is this Messiah? We've looked at Jesus uh, through the ages, and we've looked at actual six different lenses of Jesus. And we started out with the Old Testament prophets, and we've brought all the way through uh, the last lesson series, which is how do you see Jesus? When you, when you approach Jesus, when you think about him, when you pray to him, how do you see him? How does he affect your life? How has he made a difference in your life, and so that's really the challenge uh, I want to leave as we complete this lesson series. Uh, what difference does Jesus make in your life? Can people see the difference that He's made in your life? I think I've told you this story. I'll tell it again very quickly. But back in Washington State, we had a preacher that went to visit a man who was in prison. His name was Rob Morin, and so he he got through the checkpoints and the security. And uh, a guard that he was speaking to, he said, you know, I want to see Rob Morin. He said, do you want to see the old Rob Morin or the new Rob Morin? He goes, are there two? He said, well, the old one came in a murderer. The new one uh, is leading men's Bible class right now. He said, yeah, I want to see the new one. So that Rob Morin was the same man, but Jesus had made a profound difference in his life. I thought it was ironic that one of our elders at the congregation where Meg and I attended was actually an attorney, a state-appointed attorney. He was the prosecutor that put Brother Rob Morin in prison. When Rob Morin got out of prison, he wanted to be a minister of the gospel, and so this same elder was going to help him establish himself in the brotherhood when he got out. And so I'm like, that's the power of God working right there. That's uh, wonderful to see how God transforms lives. But you know... The message of Jesus in 1 Corinthians 1, verse 18, it says the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. If we talk about Jesus, they laugh at us. Oh, you believe in that fable. You believe in that Jesus character. There's some people who claim that he rose from the dead. You know, what a neat concept. Uh, You go ahead and believe in the fairy tales and in, in those mythical stories. However, we believe, and your presence here today is testifying to this, that Jesus is real. You believe that Jesus died on the cross and he poured out his blood for you and that, that blood takes away our sin. It's, it's a lifestyle that is transforming. When I become a Christian, when I wear the name Jesus, it changes who I am, what I do, how I think. And so it says here, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. That message of the cross. It can either be foolishness to those that are perishing without God, or it can be the power of God to those who are being saved. So last week, just quickly in review, we looked at three models on Christian living. Uh, The first model is the no Jesus model, basically where you have your life divided up into different amounts of pie. You give your time to friends, work, hobby, family, But Jesus really isn't in there. I don't have time for Jesus. You know, people who want to believe in Jesus, that's fine. Uh, They can have their Jesus. I don't need him. I think I'm a good person. I'm going to go to heaven. I don't have to have Jesus. And so there's the no Jesus model. And there are good people out there. There's some some people who maybe would, would be convinced that Jesus is necessary in their life. The next model is Jesus is a part of my life. And so maybe your family time. Your Jesus time is when you take your family to church. And there are a lot of people out there that have their life divided into various activities, but they reserve some of that time 
for Jesus. And that's not a bad model. It's not an ideal model, and I'll tell you why. Because the people who sometimes go to church, they forget that they're a Christian 24-7. They think I've given my Jesus time, that, that amount of pie that's given to the Lord, and, and the rest of my week, I can live it however I want. And so I take you to the third model, which I think is the ideal model, and that is Jesus is my life. Every area of the pie, whether it's your friends who see Jesus in you, your hobbies, which are Christ-centered, our family who sees Jesus in us, and we all go to church together. We have a very intimate church family. And so our co-workers at work see Jesus as well. And so our whole life, if you think about every slice in that pie, Jesus is the Lord of our life, and we surrender everything to Him. That's the model, I believe, church, that is the ideal. I believe that's the model that we should strive for. If Jesus makes a profound difference in our life, then everything we do, the way we think, the way we act, uh, the way we spend our time, it's, it's basically controlled by Jesus. He is our life. He said in John 14, 6, I am the way. I'm the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so I just want to sing the song, He is my everything, He is my all. I don't know if our AV guys can bring that up on the screen. That's it right there, or we can sing from uh, number 709 in our hymn book. But I'm going to go ahead and, and lead us in that. It's a very simple song. He is my everything, He is my all. He is my everything, both great and small. He gave His life for me, made everything new. He is my everything, now how about you? Some folks may ask me, some folks may say, Who is this Jesus you talk about every day? He is my Savior, He set me free. Now listen while I tell you what He means to me. He is my everything, He is my all. He is my everything. Both great and small, he gave his life for me, made everything new. He is my everything, now how about you? Amen. What a great song. Simple little song, but it makes a difference in our life. He is my everything. What I want to do today is I want to talk about this song and maybe the lyrics. And, and as we bring this lesson series to close, I want to talk about how Jesus makes a difference in our life. In Colossians verse 311, Christ is all and he is in all. He is my everything. He is my all. He is my everything, both great and small. If you can sing that song and really mean it, and, and, and I hope that God can fill your, your heart and your life with the joy of the Spirit, then, then really you are living by that third, and, and I believe the most spiritually healthy model, 
in the next slide shows that Jesus is my life. He is my everything. Everything that I do, I think, that I say, how I engage my time. Even if it's at work, people can see Jesus in me. Now, I had an interesting uh, week this last week. I was actually talking to two different bank representatives. And, uh, and, and the first gentleman that I talked to, we got to talking about our faith and our, our, how we were blessed in the Lord, how he had given us godly wives, and how we just felt so blessed in the Lord. And as we were talking and kind of sharing and feeling that, that uh, intimacy in our relationship with God, he paused for a minute. And it wasn't a, to- a typical conversation pause, you know, how you kind of pick up on these cues when you're talking to somebody. It was a long pause, almost an uncomfortable pause. And I could tell something was happening and going on in his life. And all of them, I'm like, oh my goodness, what, what's happening? What's, what's going on? And I noticed tears starting to form in his eyes in the middle of our conversation. And so I, I just, I didn't say anything for about a minute. And finally he kind of, he got choked up and he said, I just can't believe that God would love me and go to the cross and die for me. And I thought, I said, amen. I mean, shouldn't we all feel that way? Shouldn't we all feel that way that when Jesus came and died, he gave his life for me? When we, church, listen, when we are moved to tears, when we think about what Jesus has done for us, when we we get choked up and moved to tears, we're at a point where we're ready to start telling other people about how Jesus has changed our lives and how much Jesus loves us. So often we find in the church, sadly, that people are reluctant to even mention the name Jesus. But I'm here to tell you, if you're sitting in your office and you get choked up and tears come to your eyes because you feel so blessed that Jesus has died for you, you're walking the way you need to walk. And Jesus is having an impact in your life. You can sing, literally, He is my everything. He is my all. He's my everything, both great and small. You see, when we yield our lives up to Jesus Christ, God is asking us to submit all areas, all areas of our life to His leadership and His control. He takes over every piece of pie. Listen to me, church. This is important because what Satan wants to do is he wants to fill our congregations with people that just say, I'll give Jesus my Jesus time but I'm going to go on and live my life the way I want and do it the way I want the rest of the time. That makes a church ineffective. It makes a church lethargic. It makes a church worldly. Jesus asks for disciples who take up their cross and follow Him and lead a life that's sacrificial. In our song, the text, uh, the lyrics say, He gave... His life for me. He made everything new. He is my everything. How about you? You see, uh, earlier when Howard did our our communion meditation, he had three scriptures up on the overhead, and I believe one of those, Howard, was Romans 5, 8. And I thought, good choice, Howard. Great scripture. But God 
proves his love for us. And while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I said before, and I'll say again, that if you get a little choked up, if you're touched and moved emotionally by the fact that Jesus came to die for you, He came to give His life for you. If you see yourself as someone who needs His grace, then I think God is ready to use you. But if we spend our time, church, as people who go around and feel somehow self-righteous and justified, and we point out the faults of others and condemn others, rather than thanking God for what He's done for us, we'll never be effective in His kingdom. And if we're moved to tears when we feel like God has made a tremendous sacrifice for us, for me, I'm going to be more inclined to want to tell others about the great story, that love story of the cross where Jesus died for me. And in the song, the text says, Some folks may ask me, some folks may say, Who is this Jesus? You talk about every day. You're talking about Jesus, and he made a difference in your life. Tell me about this Jesus. I want to know. Why do you keep talking about this Jesus? Oh, I'm glad you asked, you say. I want to tell you about my Savior. Turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 5. We're going to be reading verses 18 through 20. Now, this is an interesting chapter where Jesus heals a man who is demon-possessed. We're told that he's at the side of the sea in the country of the Gerasenes, and this man had been living among the tombs. I want you to imagine that, that your life has been taken over, captured by something that is so evil, and and has given you supernatural power. People fear you. They don't even want to be with you. Your life is ruined, and, and you're now living among the tombs like a wild man. says that he has an unclean spirit. No one can bind him anymore, not even with chains. He would rip them apart. This demonic possession gave him supernatural power. He would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus, he ran and threw himself before him. Jesus commands in verse 8, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. What is my name, Jesus? Ask, my name is Legion, for we are many. This man had many demons that were inside possessing him. Now, Kind of an interesting story that these evil spirits had begged to go somewhere else, so they went into the pigs. The pigs then ran over the cliff. About 2,000 died. People asked Jesus to leave. Here's the point I wanted to to, uh, point out in this chapter. Look at verse 18. As he, Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him. Let me go with you, Jesus. Let me travel with you, he said. He did not permit him, but he said to him, go home to your friends. 
Tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. On you. He went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And everyone marveled. You see, when we look at the lyrics, some folks may ask you, some may say, who is this Jesus you talk about every day? My question simply is this, church, do you have a story to tell? Have you told anybody lately what Jesus has done for you and how he's changed your life? If your answer is no, I'm asking you today to repent. Shake yourself out of being lethargic. Don't die inside. Be alive. Let God live in you. Be a living testimony and tell others what Jesus has done for you. This man was possessed by demons. He got his life back because Jesus gave it to him. And so he went and he proclaimed in Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. Church, we have a duty to tell others what Jesus has done for us. Does the message of redemption and salvation ever bring a tear to your eye out of gratitude for what Jesus has done for you? Let's go to Acts chapter 4. We're going to read verses 15 through 20. Now, in this story, we see that Peter and John had been arrested because they were proclaiming the gospel. They were teaching about Jesus. In Acts 4 and verse 15, we see the religious council has had them arrested. When they had commanded them to leave the council, they conferred with one another, saying, What shall we do with these men? For that a notable sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. We cannot deny it. In order that it may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. Verse 18. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. Peter and John answered them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. When they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people, for all were praising God for what had happened. It's interesting, if you drop down to verse 23, they get back together with the rest of the apostles, and what do they do? They pray for boldness. God, let us be bold. Let us tell. Let us proclaim what has happened and what you have done for us. Let us never be ashamed of your name, Jesus. You know, in Mark 16, 15, and 16, a passage familiar to all of us, going to all the world, these are the words Jesus spoke right before he ascended into heaven. But notice what Jesus said. I want you to go everywhere. I want you to proclaim. I want you to tell others about my love, Jesus says. Go everywhere. 
That means going next door, going into your workplace, talking to your friends and your neighbors, your relatives, those who need Jesus. Finally, our lyrics in the song tell us today, He is my Savior. He set me free. Now listen what I tell you, what he means to me. As we read earlier about the, the man that was possessed by demons who could not even be bound with chains, he had many demons in him, but he was literally set free. Church, I want you to understand that as you sit here today, if you have been washed in the blood of Jesus, if you have made that confession, if you have believed in your heart, confessed in your mouth that Jesus is Christ, and you've been immersed in the waters of baptism, the Bible tells us at that moment, all of our sins have been washed away. Let's stop right there. I want to ask you a question. Have you been immersed in the waters of baptism? Have you had your sins washed away? If you have not, then I want to implore you today, make that decision. Study your Bible. Study with us. Ask myself or one of our deacons or our elders to visit with you and have a Bible study to find out about being baptized, obeying the gospel. Because you're not free until you've been cleansed from your sin. The Bible says that if if the Lord comes and we're not washed in the blood of Jesus, if all of our sins are present, then we're destined for an eternity of torment. Jesus can set you free. Now listen carefully. I want to be understood when I say this. You're a slave right now to the devil if you're not a Christian. You're a slave to the devil if you're not a Christian. But when you become a Christian, you've been released from the bonds of sin and you become a slave to Jesus Christ. You're submitting to a loving master who loves you so much that he's given his own life for you. He's redeemed his blood. He's given himself to set you free. But you voluntarily serve him for the rest of your life. You submit your will to Jesus Christ. I want to read Romans chapter 6. I'll give you a moment to turn in your Bibles. Romans 6 is our last passage today. But let's read it together, verses 6 through 11. He is my Savior. He set me free. Now listen while I tell you what he means to me. How did Jesus set us free? Romans 6, 6 through 11. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. So that we would no longer be, there it is, enslaved to sin. So in other words, what Paul is saying to the church at Rome, if you haven't surrendered yourself and been crucified, giving up yourself to Jesus Christ, you still belong to the devil. You are enslaved to sin. For one, verse 7, who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. The life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. You see, the 
the death, the burial, the resurrection. This is symbolized in water baptism. We die to self. We're buried in a watery grave, covered by faith in the blood of Jesus, raised up to live again. A new person who belongs to Jesus Christ. And that is how our sins are washed away. Drop down to verse 18. We'll close with this passage. Once you've committed your life and given it to Jesus Christ, you've been set free. Paul says here, And having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. I'm speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness leading to sanctification. Here's a summary of our lesson today, and we're going to sing an invitation song in just a moment when Brian leads us. We want to invite you to give your life to Jesus. Number one, Jesus is the only way to the Father. When we give our life to Him, we surrender all areas of our life to Him. Recall the pie chart where every slice of pie was under the control of Jesus Christ. Because of the joy of our salvation, we should want to tell others. We don't have to be prodded, bribed, encouraged, or shamed. We should want to tell others what Jesus has done for us. Finally, we talked in our last point about the blood of Jesus and what He's done for us when He went to the cross. He freed us from being enslaved, from the slavery of sin. And we now serve Him. We sacrifice our will in honor of Him for the rest of our life. The invitation is yours today. I want to invite you, if you're not a Christian, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, if you haven't confessed His name, if you haven't repented from your sins, we invite you to do all of those things as you come and obey the gospel and go through your own death, burial, and resurrection. Become free from sin and voluntarily enslaved to serve Jesus Christ for the remainder of your life. He will indeed make you free. The invitation is yours today. Let's stand and sing while Brian leads us.
Lord Jesus, your King. There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you live daily as praises to sing? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Again, we appreciate each of you being here this morning. I'd like to invite each of you to be back with us tonight for evening worship at 5 o'clock. Any other final announcements? Not our closing song will be number 669. 669. Father, take my life. Father, make my life closing prayer I have I have an announcement for as most of you know this past week my daughter and her group from Sanford went to Ecuador they had a great mission trip she was supposed to fly back home last night but the plane got canceled and so they really don't know exactly when but they hopefully the group will get to come home this week maybe Wednesday or Thursday so I just want the congregation for each of you just please to pray for that group that they'll have a safe trip back home let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful Lord's Day. We thank you for the opportunity we have to come together and study a portion of your word. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the lesson that we heard this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, please be with us that, that we can go out and spread the gospel to those that we come in contact with and tell them how much Jesus really means to us. Jesus is our everything. And because of Jesus, we have eternal life with you someday if we've been found faithful. Dear Holy Father, we know there's been many mentioned here this morning uh, that are sick or recovering. Dear Holy Father, you know each and every one of them, those that's in our bulletin. Dear Holy Father, we just asked a special prayer requests on each and every one of them you know their needs if you 
if it be your will, please restore them back to their much-needed health and places in life where they can be back in worship with us again. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much that, that you do for us. Heavenly Father, for our health and our ability to go out into the world, and we just pray that we will be the example that you would have us to be, that others may see you living in us of the actions that we perform. Heavenly Father, at this time we just ask you to please be with the group that's in Ecuador. Heavenly Father, they can have a safe trip back this week. Thank you for the success that they had. We just pray that you will be with them as they, they return home safely. Heavenly Father, we need to know that there's others that are going on trips, and we just ask you to please uh, be with them and comfort them, watch over them. Please forgive us where we fail you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.